You are listening to Your Universe Reset, unlocking your life during the lockdown. Well, it's all part of that new normal, right? Yeah, uh, I love how much I see my kid. It's so fun. Yeah, I'm just thinking all about that. I remember bringing that up. And there's another past one. It's like, this is going to be a time where a lot of the kids are going to remember that uh, they got to see their parents more. Yeah, I saw a little post about that, and there it was like people who were worried that you know their kids were going to sort of miss the second semester of education, and they're like, or maybe they will just learn more family values and people values and important things about being at home and being socially responsible, and you know, and I don't know, even normal things like cooking or baking or gardening or you know other stuff that we generally ignore in favor of cat videos. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Well, let's, you know what? We are, we are recording just so that, you know, we'll probably include that into the podcast. Sounds a little bit more real when we do that. But we finally have settled on a name for the podcast. And it's not going to sound that big of a deal to our listeners because I, I already put the name into the first, second, and third episode, but this is our fourth or is our fifth. Whatever episode is on uh, we've. This is the first episode that we have where we know what the name of our podcast is. We're going to talk about that. And so the name of our podcast is Your Universe Reset, Unlocking Your Life During the Lockdown. And we, we took some time. We took some time really thinking about what the name of our podcast would be. And I, I wanted the word reset to be in it because this is just a universal reset. And I remember Jacqueline, she wanted the word universe to be in the title. Yeah. And for a while, I thought it was going to be your life reset and universal laws. And, and I remember she, she brought up this play on words of unlocking your life or unlocking your path during the lockdown. I really like that. But and so this is something that, you know, it went through a couple just kind of thoughts and thought, you know, what's this? What's the name of our podcast going to be? And that's what we settled on. What kind of comments do you have on that, Jacqueline? Yeah, I was, um, yeah, it was a little tricky, um, just because you want it to kind of encompass things. It's funny when you, when you sit down to title something, I, I had some other things for other work that I was doing. I had to sit down and sort of title courses and other things. And I was like, oh, this is taking a while. I have to like really think about how <laughs> I'm going to nail this down. I thought it was good to have universe in there because it's just, it, it involves everyone and everything. Like this is a universal planned thing. Like we all needed some space and time because we're going through mass awakenings and people would have struggled way more than they're struggling now to have that many people awakening at once and still having to go about their lives as normal. So while it's more stressful for some, it's saving others because it's there, there's just that space. Like even for people who it's hard for, um, you know, there's some instances where just getting up and going to your, like doing your daily grind would have made the awakening almost impossible or just like, just so hard to do. So even just getting some space and getting some time away from people is really important. But I just thought it was important to put in like, it's everyone. Everybody's going through this. This is for everybody. It's all part of the whole entire universe. It's not just one I like thing. how you started. You said it's for everyone and everything. And it really did make me think like, it, you know, just two minutes ago or however long that was ago. I never, I never thought about the everything part. But, you know, when you think about it, there isn't you know, there isn't an animal on the planet that isn't affected by this in some, I guess, I guess some way, right? 
oh yeah like they're out in droves like there's like deer running all over the suburbs and there's a fox just chilling in my backyard all the time he's never there he's huge uh eating all the squirrels like they're they're having a great time but the environment's having a great time you know we're not polluting <laughs> it's it's down to everything well we are we are everything you cannot affect anything here without affecting everything else right so it, it's it's never it's it's never we're never not connected in that way everything we do is always about everyone and everything yeah absolutely yeah and uh it just kind of comes full circle if we, you know, if we go back to the belief that we are all one, we're all one and we're separate at the same time. And so, yeah, it, it's, it's just fascinating. Just thinking about that is that, you know, uh, you know, you're flapping your wings for that butterfly effect is that we, we really are affecting everything else, you know, in the actions that we decide to do and the actions we decide not to do moving forward. And so uh, we're super happy that we finally found a name to the podcast. And, well, you know, if you're wondering if this podcast is for you or not, like, wh what would you say to someone, like, if they asked you, you know, who is this podcast for? Um, well, I, I kind of feel like in everything I endeavor, my target audience is always the in-between enlightened. So you're kind of enlightened just enough to make yourself kind of unhappy about it, but not so unhappy that you're no longer hopeful about it. <laughs> so it's generally not for those who are either completely in despair or completely in fear. Um, and it, it, it's really anybody who's at least halfway to, to being enlightened as it were, right? Like you're just sort of in that middle ground. Wow. That's, you know, the reason why I say wow, because when you explain it that way, I think about the... Do you play an instrument, by the way? Uh, no. No. I don't. I used to play the flute. <laughs> okay. So you could read music? Um, I did at one point. Probably not so much anymore. All right. Did you get along like with music theory at all or anything like that? Or? A little bit. I was not fantastic at it. Okay. So, you know, I grew up playing the piano. I played the piano. Um, just some lessons that my, that my mother sent me to. I think that's a cultural thing. But my brother ended up going to... Uh, choir school downtown and he ended up playing a lot of piano like 13 years worth of just you know piano like it's requirement for or maybe not 13 10 years from, from third grade to 13th grade he just played the piano as required of course he got really really good and I learned a lot of music theory and I learned a lot you know how to play and but I always felt like I learned just enough that I knew how good it is to be able to play like when I look at someone and they, I could see that they can not only play the piano well or any instrument well, but they know it so well that they could change the key on a fly. And, right. and I, I didn't have that awakening or maybe awakening is the realization about how cool that really is until I learned how to play at least a little bit. Yeah. And yeah, so. Yeah, you have enough for an appreciation of. Absolutely. It's just a heightened appreciation. Like, wow, he knows it that well, or he or she knows it that well, that they could actually just start changing keys and, and start, you know, you know, harmonizing with someone else. And this is not your voice. You're using a, an actual instrument. So you have to know, they have that to have that instinct and that practice to be able to do that. And it's just fascinating. And it's interesting that you mentioned that is that this is for the people that are in between. Cause if you, you know, if you're living in a state of fear, then this, might not be for you, but if, 
But at the same time, if things are going all hunky-dory, you might not need all this right now. Maybe it's something yeah. you want to share with your friends that do need it. But, and, and I want to go back. If you're living in that state of fear, it's okay. Um, but this is more for people who are um, either in the fear or not in the fear, but are open to considering this, this moment, this lockdown, this time that we're in, as a chance to improve and a chance to evolve. Yeah, I think, I think just, you know, like the people who will be drawn to this wouldn't, um, wouldn't be somebody who is super fearful, um, and probably wouldn't be someone who's super not fearful, right? Because neither group would be looking for this, <laughs> right? Yeah. Somewhere in between, that's who'd be looking. Absolutely. And so these are the people that, uh, you know, if you're one of those, <laughs> then welcome. Welcome. Then welcome. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just thinking, because it, there is this, there's just the difference, you know, that there's people that have a lot of time on their hands, you know, mm -hmm. and you can kind of see them and, and we know some of them and a lot of them are the kind of single, right? They're just kind of lounging around, hanging out with their cat sort of thing. And there's some people that are just, their, their plate is so full. And we're talking about either the single parents or even not even, they don't have to be single. Just the, the mom that's all of a sudden homeschooling three kids under the age of 10, but still trying to work from home and figuring things out. And they, they, they don't get to, you know, leave, you know, when, when work is over, they're still in the same spot and they still have this stress of taking care of the kids, but now they have to get dinner ready and all that. And there's, and there's all these different stripes, but, I was just thinking is that the universe, what, what it creates for us, it creates for us multiple opportunities that will um, allow us to thrive. And that's available to all of us. They just look different for everyone. And mm -hmm. so while I'm feeling like I'm putting more and more on my plate, you know, I just don't have that same stress as someone that's taking care of three kids that are like, you know, running around the house. I mean, my son's 11. So I mean, yeah. it, it's, so it's really difficult. It's, it's really hard to um, equate perspectives um, in, in any given thing, right? Like I, I've heard some people's worst days that sounded like my best, wow. <laughs> right? But to yeah. them, it would be just as bad, right? Um, it, it's like, and I think a lot of people, even if they're, you know, have a bunch of kids running around or they're all by themselves, like a lot of people, like everyone's going within and that's hard regardless of your physical circumstance or like what's happening around you like everyone's stuff is coming up to be dealt with um and yeah I think I guess objectively we could say some stuff looks harder but from the inside I don't think it really does like at all like you're just and I've even seen this in myself when my life gets easier the things that I think are stressful that probably wouldn't have even hit my radar before because I was dealing with so much worse. You know what I mean? And then you're sitting there going, why do I think this is stressful? But the reality is it is stressful to me. It just feels stressful <laughs> for whatever reason. It means I'm dealing with the next thing, whatever the next thing is. Right. So, you know, there's always more to heal and more to do. So, you know, it, and it's not like, it never looks like anybody else's. It's very hard to equate uh, to somebody else. I don't think there's any there's not, not a ton of merit in, in trying to, because it's, it's, I mean, why compare yourself to anybody, whether it be good or bad things, you know, like everybody's literally very individual and in, in, in what they're dealing with. Um, I, I heard a term the other day, what was it? Toxic positivity. That was a wow. new one. Wow. Yeah. That was a new one for me. 
That doesn't um, even need any explaining, does it? Like, you totally get it when you hear it. It's, like, it's so funny. Well, I love that they just put toxic in front of any word now. And it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it's, it's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, but I thought it's also true. Like I have a whole chapter in my book called Happy All the Time. And it's about how you're not supposed to be happy all the time. Because people really think that they're supposed to be happy all the time. And that's not really the correct life response to anything. Um, but thanks. Particularly, I mean... You know, it's always been keeping up with the Joneses, but, you know, I think the advent of mass social media um, and, you know, people's fun Instagram posts and whatever that make their lives all look perfect has really messed people up hard. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Thinking that, like, they're just supposed to be happy all the time and it's, like, not even close to reality. And so it becomes this, like, unattainable thing, right? So people are always striving to feel happy in every moment of every day and that just doesn't exist right? So you got all these people striving for this completely false objective because you can't get there. <laughs> it's, life was meant to have a vast array of emotions. Um, you want to kind of sit in a generally happy place for most of the time, but life ebbs and flows. So it's, it's not even a thing, but I, that just made me laugh. I was, I was like toxic positivity because people are freaking out. They're like, oh, I'm supposed to be doing so much during this quarantine because other people said so, but I'm just trying to survive. You're like, well, then just survive, man. Like no one's actually calculating like who at the end of this is going to tally your progress like who's going to look at you and go be like oh man you mean you didn't learn a second language during that quarantine or you don't play the violin yet like who do you think is sitting there taking tabs on this <laughs> good point like, that's a really you're gonna, good point. you're gonna come out you're gonna go back to work or a new work or find some new thing to do and again no one's gonna care about you in the same fashion they didn't care about you before <laughs> right like i don't know who you're competing with no one's looking like I don't know. That's so maybe true. It's just, maybe it's their social media. Like, I was, uh, yeah, you totally would not worry so much about what other people thought about you if you knew how little they did. Like, yeah, yeah, how new, how little they cared, actually care. Right? Just, they don't think about you at all. Like, even you know, like people just don't think about you. Like, your general small population around you that loves you will think about you, um, but they'll generally think about you better than you think they think about you. And unless you have really crappy friends and stuff, in which case, get new ones. Um, but the rest of the world doesn't care. <laughs> like no one on your Facebook cares what you did during the quarantine. Nobody cares. doesn't matter. So just do your thing. Don't worry about everybody else. Just, just keep the positive, leave the toxic out of it. I like that. You, yeah. you mentioned a little bit ago, you said people's stuff is coming out. Expand on that. Cause I, I, I bet you there's people that they don't understand what you mean when you say that. Well, we have, um, there's there's a difference between awakenings and ascensions um and when people awaken it's sort of like they're awakening to sort of a new idea right so i think the easiest way to 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 explain it is an awakening is sort of the epiphany the ascension is it in practice so the execution it's the actual yeah it's the actual like you know um you know putting rubber to the road on the idea on the epiphany that you've had Okay. Um, yeah. And like implementing it into your life. So it's that the action it's part. part. Yeah. It's the, it's the actual part of your life. So, okay. you know, people come to great epiphanies and that's great. But until you've actually started to integrate it into your life and your path, um, it doesn't, it only does so much good. So they, they have certain stages of things. Uh, people at this stage of the game, if you're born sort of within this uh, um, time frame, you're, you could be anywhere from having your first awakening to having multiple ascensions. Um, and you'll know, you'll just know if that's you because you'll have seen giant um, chunks of your life 
as um, segments. And you'll see these points in which they've changed radically um, or dramatically um, by your own opinion even. It's not even, it's not someone else's, just by your own, you've seen your own growth um, and you've seen um, your attitude, your mentality, your emotions, and uh, your ability to manifest increase. It doesn't have to be you're a billionaire or anything now, but you could just be way different from what you've been doing. Um, that's how you'll know. If this all feels very, very, very foreign to you, like all of this is just what the hell is happening to me, it's likely your first awakening. Um, and it, it'll be harsh. Because <laughs> it's, it's all your stuff has to kind of come up. Like we, we always, it, like healing is a never ending story. And that's why you'll never be happy all the time. Um, because there's always more stuff to come up, uh, but stuff has to come up to come out. So you can't deal with things that are hiding in the shadows and every, all darkness comes to light eventually. So um, during this mass awakening, it's, you know, you're all of the things that you're competing with in your life. So all of your self-worth issues, all of your um, ego issues, um, all of your shadow side stuff, like that's all going to come up to play now. And you've got to create balance. Like the balance of life is, is such a fine, fine, fine balance. It's so, you, you'll never really ride the line. It's so hard to be perfectly balanced all the time. Like I would say it's damn near impossible. Like it's so hard to not sort of have one foot over the line somewhere as you go. And that's fine too. Cause sometimes you have to kind of shift all the way one way to shift all the way back and and, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a dance, but I just, I spent a lot of time trying to be really balanced and it's really hard. <laughs> it's worse than tightrope walking. It's like edge of a knife, a sharp one. Um, and it just seems like every time it's like, okay, I've made progress in this direction. Now it's like, okay, but you, now you're too much that. So now you have to go and do the other thing. Well, now you're too much that. Now you've got to go back this way. Now you're too much that, right? Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a fine balance and it's all coming up to play. So people are going to have to just deal with a bunch of stuff that they thought they buried. Um, that's, um, you know, they thought was done and gone. Maybe they thought they dealt with, or at least they weren't thinking about it. Um, or at least they managed to distract themselves away from it as effectively as they could. And now all of those distractions are gone, right? We don't have those daily distractions. We don't have people to keep us busy. Now a lot of people are locked in with themselves. Um, and they're kind of, you know, roaming like tigers in cages going, <laughs> let me out. This is intense. And, you know, there's going to be some people that just choose to kind of just hide out. In what way? Like not deal with it? Like not, because you, yeah. like, you, you can fight an awakening. The trouble with fighting an awakening, um, specifically, even more so than an ascension, because usually if you've had your awakening, you're a little more um, affable to the ascension. But um, the awakening of a lot of people have been fighting. Um, and actually it's been particularly um, masculine energy. And I don't mean genitalia. I mean, actual masculine energy. I actually have a lot more masculine energy in my chart than I do uh, feminine. Um, but it's just um, a lot of resistance has come on the masculine energy side and sort of healing that toxic masculinity. Um, and as uh, so feminine energy is a little bit ahead of the game on that. So if you're sitting more in your feminine energy, and again, it could be a guy or girl or whatever, if you're sitting more in your feminine energy, you're maybe feeling a little more stable, whereas you're probably a little more ruckus if, uh, if you're sitting a little more in your masculine, just because the masculine energy is going through a giant kind of um, universal ego death, not ego death. It's like an ego, 
you don't want your ego to die. You need it. But it's, um, it's so, just like, a, it's a healing of the ego and, and using it so that it's not um, toxic and it's not um, low vibration. Would you call it an ego humbling? Yeah, it's a grand humbling. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a great term. Yeah, it's, yeah it's a, lot a lot of people, of they're forced to just look within and forced mm -hmm. to deal with this stuff. Uh, and there's going to be people that try not to. You know, they're just going to yeah. bury their you know, face into a screen. And, well, but that, you know. so that's going to suck for them though, because yeah. Oh, yeah. you're, the universe is going to push you to do it. And so it's going to bring in what I, again, call those tower moments. Um, and it's just going to disrupt things in your life and blow stuff up in your life until you give in <laughs> because it's what you wanted. It's what you actually wanted. You don't want to sit here in the dark. It's not why you came, right? Like you don't want to sit here and just continue to be materialistic and shallow and, and not plugged in like you didn't come here for that so now that we're having all these mass awakenings yeah you can try it's gonna suck way worse for you like surrender is really the only option here <laughs> and for many they have time now like this is yeah. you have time and that's why it was given to you so that you could take this time and and um put it on yourself that's why it's here that you have the time to heal and you have the time to think and you have the time to like mentally and emotionally combust because you're, you're dealing with all of it and you have time to sit and cry now, right? We didn't have time to sit and cry before. We were too busy. Oh, we were just always, always on the go. It just yeah. felt like it just, wow. I just felt like sometimes I just felt like it just wouldn't, it wasn't stopping. Yeah. And I'm someone that like really, I'm so valuable no uh, not valuable but I'm, uh, well yeah i'm valuable of course yeah. i am right but um i put lots of value into my time like it's yeah. just and yeah. i'm uh, time is for sure so wow and i just felt like wow all of a sudden i just got this more time but i just can't seem to find it like i'm always still feeling like really busy i don't know why it's just uh but i do take a lot of time to make sure that I get adequate sleep. Like I, I, that is, that is not negotiable for me. Like ever yeah. since I started that, like, you know, getting my eight hours at least it's a game changer. And for yeah. some of you people that are listening that think you can't get that in, if you can just figure out like, you know, how to get an extra 15 minutes in and then, you know, and, a and then another 15, you know, you, you'll, you'll be willing to give some stuff up to get more sleep. So yeah, it's really important to get some sleep. Um, well, it's funny that you said that, like, you don't know why you don't seem to have more time. And the reality is, is because you're so used to telling yourself you don't have it. Perhaps so even though your circumstances have changed, nothing's changed because circumstances don't change things, right? It's all internal. Mm. So you'll be as busy for as long as you think you're busy. Yeah, I've actually, just to think about it, I, I've just added two more things onto my plate in the last 24 hours that I didn't need, <laughs> that I just didn't need, but I, but I want to do them, and I'm excited yeah. about them. So um, that's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. And so, you know, th this opportunity um, that we have within us, not within us, that we were put into, you know, that this situation disguised as an opportunity is ultimately... Um, you know, it, it is a chance. It is a chance to, you know, come out of this with a totally different life. And this opportunity is going to look different for everyone. As you were saying before, it's not a one size fits all, you know, not everyone's going to learn to play the guitar, whatever, you know, and some people, they won't get to learn anything new, but they will learn more about themselves, which yeah. is ultimately, that's, that's the point. That's the whole reason. Nobody that cares is the whole reason. to play the guitar. 
Well, I yeah. might go to my barbecues because I don't know anyone plays guitar. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, aside from that, your personal growth is so much more important than my barbecues. No, but you know what I'm saying? Like nobody cares about your stuff. So do the stuff that matters to you and that like will change your life. And also to like, you know, we're pretty impatient as people. Like you're going to see the effects of what the work you do now, whether it be mental, emotional, or physical, you're going to see that for months and years to come. So you, like, even if you're having, having a, an awakening right now, don't necessarily expect anything to happen just yet. Like, yes, you got the epiphany. Yes, you might know which way to go or something, but you're still going to have to solidify that into your life um, because it's not, it's, it's not a discipline until it is. It's not part of your life until you make it part of your life. An idea is nothing all on its own. In order to create or manifest anything, you have to have focused intention and then the positive um, uh, emotion toward it also. Like neither does anything on its own. It doesn't change anything. A happy thought doesn't do anything or an excited thought doesn't do anything all on its own. An emotion doesn't do anything all on its own. They actually have to be in perfect tandem in order for something to actually manifest. So you might get a great idea, but then you don't know quite how to execute. So that can take some time. Um, so don't be in a rush to get anywhere. Just know that this is like a really good time for you. Take the time out for yourself. Start making plans, like start planning, start laying groundwork, start putting one foot in front of the other. But you don't have to rush anywhere. Like you're, you're laying a new foundation now. So there's, you take it slow, make the right steps. You know, if you're somebody who rushes into stuff, don't rush into stuff. You know, if you're somebody who never takes any chances, now's the time to take some chance, you know, like it's, it's time to kind of, you got to shake up what you normally do a little bit. I like that. Take it slow. I mean, you have that, that big dream mm -hmm. and a lot of people, they procrastinate that dream because the action steps are so daunting yeah but if you decide to take it slow mm -hmm. you know one brick at a time building a house one brick at a time isn't that daunting yeah. right if you just lay one brick a day eventually that house is going to get built yeah for sure right but if you procrastinate it every day you'll you'll you won't make any progress well but it's even, also important to remember like you're never going to feel like it oh like, yeah like, the timing is never going to be like perfect like uh, you're never, yeah. you're never going to get up and just like, until you've changed how you operate, like nothing will change, right? It's not because you had a good idea or you got excited about something for a little while. It's really easy to get excited for about something for a little while. I do that all the time. <laughs> I'm sitting on something right now. I got it done a week ago. Um, you know, and, and we get like that sometimes, right? And, you know, you might just need a little more time to heal or get on it. Like you got to use your discretion a little bit, but at some point, you know, you got to look around and go, okay, I really just need to sit down and do this. Um, and I'm somebody who gets like overwhelmed if I think I have, like if I have too many things to do, like sometimes I can shut down. Like if I get too, like back in the day when I used to get like way too down in the dumps, I couldn't even like look at my emails because it would just be overwhelming. Like, oh. like, like sometimes it'd be, so if you're sitting in that space, just literally get up and do it anyway. Because when you're doing it, once I read the email and just responded to the, it felt like nothing. It wasn't a big deal. It's, I, I have trouble starting and stopping. So I have trouble starting to get into something. And then once I'm in it, sometimes I have trouble stopping. So then I'll, you know, I'll work. All, I'm like, I'll work all night. Like, you know, I, I don't totally, want to this is, this is interesting that you say this is because I, I learned a trick uh, that, that helped me. This actually helped me back in nursing school. And I, mm -hmm. there's something that, that I had to start up again, or I didn't have to, but I chose to start up again 
is that I hated studying, you know, in nursing school. Like I was this, I was a brainiac. Like I didn't know a lot, but um, I, I hated studying. Um, but I knew that if I told myself, Kenny, just go ahead and study for five minutes, that I knew, I knew I wouldn't stop. So it wasn't the studying that was hard. It was just starting. Like you just yeah. mentioned a little bit ago, the starting is hard. Yeah. But the doing is, and once you get started, you're fine. So it's only that first little, you know, that first moment to get started. That's the hard part. Then you're yeah. cruising again. And then you mentioned the stopping is hard. And um, there's an author that you've heard about. His name is Hemingway. And I don't know if this is a, um, a myth or not, but he would actually, it's called the Hemingway method, is that when he was writing, he would actually intentionally stop writing in the middle of a paragraph, sometimes in the middle of a sentence, or even in the middle of a word. Whoa. Because he knew that if he sat down the next time, he knew it was hard to start. But if he looked and gathered his thoughts and thought, oh, I know where this is going, he would finish the word, finish the sentence, and getting started was so much easier. Because oh, a lot of us, brilliant. isn't that brilliant? Because a lot of us think, I will finish off this chapter, and then I could start off fresh, and then it's time to start, finish, you know, if you're writing a book, for example, if you start off that chapter, you don't know where to get started, but you could just follow that momentum, follow that thought, finish that paragraph, you're already in that creative space, and you can keep moving forward with it. That's so smart. <laughs> that is yeah. so good. I love that. That's the Hemingway method, and I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's what he actually did, oh, but who it's. Who even cares? That's so brilliant. <laughs> it doesn't even matter if it's true, right? Like, and if you look it up on the internet, like that's where I saw it. I thought, wow, that's yeah. pretty cool. So, whether yeah. it's writing a book, or you know, learning an instrument, or just learning about you, you know, or deciding you want to do personal development and wanting to uh, consume more books about personal development, or or listen to, just learn how to get started. If you can learn how to get started, whether it's plugging that audio book in and just saying, I'm going to listen to it for five minutes. And if I want to stop after five minutes, you can. That's cool. Right. Yeah, but oftentimes you're going to keep going. The same thing is that, you know, I do, I now do 90 push ups a day. I started with five. I couldn't do that many before. Right. Right. And I've been doing this for years that now I just wake up and I just do them. Like I, th that they're done before I, you know, before. I'm up for 30 minutes, you know, I, I just get them done because I, I don't want to do them, but that's just the habit that I have. But I started um, with five and they, they weren't even real ones. They were on my <laughs> knees, like, you know, in, in school we called them is very uh, politically incorrect, but in school we called girly them ones. girly pushups. And so that's girly. what I started because I couldn't do five before. Yeah. Now I can do 90, right? Because wow. I just decided to just start. I just that's started. And that's a habit, right? And yeah. And at the end of the day, if you decide I'm going to work on my book for five minutes a day, or I'm going to practice my guitar for five minutes a day, or I'm just going to make a plan for my book or whatever it is, if you decide to work just five minutes a day, at the end of the day, you could say, today, I work towards my dreams. Yeah. Instead of you making the excuse. talk yourself through it because I find sometimes like I don't even know what the anxiety is about. You know, and it's like, I could just do this. Like there's no, like, so, and it, pay, it does pay to get to the root of the anxiety if you can. Um, because I realized that I had stopped, I, I was doing, I was filling something out for that, um, for that program I'm in and I have to like hand it in and, um, I got stuck on something and I'm actually just so used to, now they'll help me. It's okay that I'm stuck. I can hand it in, not quite finish and they'll help me and they'll tell me where I messed up and what I can do to fix it. And it's not 
this is not final copy. This is not like we're in the beginning stages. But one, I'm generally so hard on myself. Uh, two, I'm used to doing all of my stuff on my own. So I didn't even really have it in my head when I was doing it. I was like, I have to hand this in perfect. And I don't at all, like not even a little. Like I can do to the best of my ability, but if I'm just stuck, I can just ask a question. And I'm so used to being on my own to do stuff that that didn't even, so when I got stuck, I kind of had some anxiety about it and I kind of left it alone for a little while because I was like, oh, I don't really know how to answer that and like how to get around that or like I'm going to have to rethink that or whatever. And I could have just asked for help. And I'm so not used to doing that, that I got stuck, but I realized that about myself and I was like, oh, okay. And so just, you know, you're, you're figuring out where the stress comes from and then you can, you know, at least acknowledge it, which is the beginnings of doing something about it. Oh, um, the awareness is huge. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm big on that. Yeah. I'm being, you know, you're aware um, of a problem or you're aware, I'm, like, why I'm, am I anxious? Yeah. Why, you know, why? Yeah. Oh, you're aware of that now. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm listening with it. to um, the Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Mm-hmm. That's like the only book you ever need for anything if you just want to get stuff done um, and manifest and meditate and all that stuff. It's such a good book. Such a good book. Well, Joe Dispenza's books, um, they read a lot like textbooks. Is this one more? Is this textbook? This one is more, this one is a little more real world applicable than his first two. Um, So you do get a little bio 101, uh, but it's important, like it's important to understand why it is your thoughts are things, right? And like what happens biologically in your body and how your thoughts and emotions are affecting your body. Because if you understood that, you'd you'd care more. Like if you, if you understood the interplay, um, it, one, it helps you to be more in tune with yourself, but two, it lets you know how important these things are to your well-being. period. Right. Cause we kind of think, well, my body's kind of okay. It doesn't matter if my thoughts and my emotions are kind of shit. Right. Or, well, I I'm thinking happy. So it's okay that my body's shit. Right. Like, and it's not like, it's all this very dynamic interplay. And it also breaks it down in a way where you see that it's just not such a big deal. Like it's not, it, it, when, when you break down ourselves into little atoms that are mostly, mostly nothingness, almost entirely nothingness, we're like a little point percent of something, we're mostly nothing. And yet we care so much about this like little point one percent, right? Like that's all we care about is this physicality and this whatever. And we, uh, and we look at our lives and the vastness of it and we're like all of these decisions I have and these things that I'm doing and everything is so dire all the time. And when you break yourself down to like little cells, you're like, actually, it's just sort of thoughts flowing and stuff. <laughs> it's not, it's not so tricky. It's not so hard. I can just sort of like take a step back from my whole life and do this separately and become the, like, instead of having like things be cause and effect in my world, I become the cause and the effect <laughs> and do it myself. Right. Cause all of the change that happens on the outside happens on the inside. So I think it's very important to understand how you work on the inside. Oh my. Um, also, I'm nerdy like that though. So that might just be me. You know, this is the type of information that I need to refresh myself on, on a regular basis. Yeah. I think this is a book I will literally play on repeat for all the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have books like that. Well, I have books that I do. Like I actually have books that I just read in between Christmas and new years just to prepare yeah. me for the next year. But that one I haven't read yet. I got to, Obviously, I'm, I got to read that one. Those of you that know don't know Joe Dispenza, who is he? Oh, I actually don't know a whole lot about him. Oh, you don't? No, okay. no. I, I know what his other books are about. I don't really like. Here's the thing: 
I don't care too much care too much about who's saying it as long as the information's good. Did like, you see the movie What the Bleep? Sorry? Did you see What the Bleep? Oh my god, that's from so long ago, isn't it? Yeah. He's behind that movie, if I understand correctly. Oh, is he? Oh, yes. that's so cool. Oh my god, I forgot about that. I wouldn't mind watching that again. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen What the Bleep, it's a lot like The Secret, but it, it actually brings a lot more science into it. It's a, yeah. actually a spectacular movie that I actually, if I could get it even just on audio, like I would walk around listening to that. It's a good, yeah, good, I, yeah, that was movie. really good. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, it's entertaining. And, uh, you know, if you like The Secret, um, I, I would be very surprised if you aren't profoundly affected by what the bleep. So, yeah, um, yeah that, that deserves yeah. to have to look at it. Again. Well, he's a brilliant, I mean, he's brilliant, like hands down. You can tell. He's just a brilliant, brilliant guy. He understands it. Uh, it all makes sense. And the reality is, is that all of this is science. Like it's all science. Just because you don't understand the science behind it doesn't mean it's not science. Um, oh, and I'm thinking, I don't know why I was thinking of it, but every sort of move we make and interaction we make um, on every level of dimension, all of it's like, it's math, right? <laughs> like <laughs> it's all, this moves here, this moves there. Everything is just math and science. It's just equations of things and algorithms of things. And it's, it's all formulaic. Yeah. It's, it's all cause and effect. And, and then yeah, it's really neat. Yeah, because you're, what's the saying? You're, you're not an observer of your life. You're an active participant. Yeah. And when you, when you think about that or, or learn about that, especially at the quantum level, yeah. it's just fascinating. It's one of those things for me that you feel like you understand, but then when you think about it a little bit longer, you re, you're like, wow, wow, I'm kind of lost again. And so, but it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of yeah. fun. When you can, you know, if you're the type of person that likes to know the science behind things, you know, uh, yeah. some people that they just have the faith, you know, they just have the faith and, and they move forward. It's like, yeah, if I do this, that'll happen. But some yeah. people, they want to know why, why is that, you know, why is that happening? Yeah. So the mechanics um, of it are really, there's, um, there's a channeler uh, called Bashar. Okay. Um, and I, it's Daryl, Daryl, no, Daryl. Anka, Daryl Anka. Uh, okay. I, I think that's the channeler's name. And then he channels a, um, I think an intergalactic being named Bashar. Um, okay. But the, the way he explains the mechanics of our world and universe and how things manifest is brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. I posted recently something he like, he just spends two minutes sort of just mechanically explaining the breakdown of how we do everything. Um, and I, I just came across it randomly. I actually hadn't listened to him in um, a while. I actually don't know where to find his stuff right now. I think it was on YouTube for a while, and that's where I was watching it. But I think it's now on his private channels. I'm not sure. Um, but that's a really good source of, like, trying to understand, like, the mechanical makeup. And that's what I liked. He spent a lot of time just talking about the mechanics of how our world functions. Um, and so to me, that was really interesting. So if you like the science behind it, you can maybe find him. He's good, too. Yeah, if you're kind of, if you're into the science part, which I am, wow, that's exciting stuff. Yeah, and again, maybe stuff. the maybe the delivery of that is puts you off. But again, I'm just the type of person who's like, I don't care who's saying it as long as it makes sense. <laughs> like I, I don't care who claims to be saying it as long as it. 
well, as long as it resonates with. And, and by the way, if you if you read it and you find it boring and it doesn't resonate with you, then don't read it. You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, it, it doesn't matter. You know, it, it, but it is something that we're suggesting. If you like it, cool. If you don't, we'd get that too. Find your thing. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Find your thing. You know, it's a. This is not a. Again, it's not a one size fits all. Yeah, you know, no, the, we're so different. Everyone's and, path and like, is unique. You have to hear the same stuff over and over again to get it. It's not just because you read that book that one time that you've nailed it, right? Like until it's until it's worked its way into your daily life, it's not it's not solidified. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a lot of reasons why people you know they reread a lot of the same books over and over. Yeah. It's not so much. And it's not even so much that it gets solidified within your mind and in within your day-to-day -day life, but also, you know, if you read something and then you read it again a year later, you're a different person. Yeah, you read it differently and you get something new out of it. You will get something new and then you, you'll read it and you'll swear it's like, I've never read that part before. Yeah. You know, you think, and it, it's a, it's pretty fun when you, if, uh, you know, back when, man, I haven't done this for a while because I'm, I'm doing a more electronic but a lot of, you know, a lot of my paper books, they're just full of highlights and notes and things. And, uh, you know, I used to play this game is where I, you know, first time through, I'd, I'd, I'd use one color highlighter. And then if I read it, you know, six months or a year later, I'd use another color highlighter. And, like, I'm surprised that, like, I find, you know, some, some parts profound and that I miss, like, I feel like, wow, I totally missed out on this cool part here. Why isn't it highlighted from before? So... This is kind of interesting exercise that I get to go through, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's really neat. The nerd in me is like, you put a highlighter on your books. Oh my God, I'm my father's child. <laughs> oh, I right? used to not do defacing that. Defacing it, just defacing. No, it's funny. No, I just, yeah, I just had a, I'm my father's child moment. <laughs> it, that's interesting that you say, because I used to be like, all my books were pristine. Like I would, yeah. and then I remember one of my coach was like, did you read the, you know, what I told you to read? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. He goes, let me see the book. And he's like, he, it's like, did you even understand? It's like, there's nothing. And he explained to me, it's like, you know, this is like a, a manual for you. This is a workbook yeah. for you. I said, well, I have everything, you know, in notes. And he saw my notebooks and he said, yeah, that's good. He goes, you'll come around eventually. And it wasn't too long before <laughs> I was just, you know. Brought you to the dark side. Yeah, and, and it was right. more than dog ear to page, maybe a pencil underline. Wow, no, no, maybe. no, not me. I my my books like it's like I I don't even want to lend them out to people. It's like yeah. I'm gonna lose my highlights. It's like yeah. if you don't give if you don't give my book back, like I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to you know redo but it I'll again. Buy you a book? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll just buy it for you. You don't buy one. It's exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, I'm just looking at the clock here. I know that you've got to get going pretty soon, but we had had a chance to talk a little bit about what our podcast name is and who the podcast is for. And, you know, we, we look forward to chatting with you again soon, you know, with, uh, you know, if you have any ideas that or questions that you would like us to address on the podcast, we're always going to have content within our head because we just love talking yeah. about this stuff and i would love questions because i would just like i'd love to be answering stuff for people like if people have questions it'd be nice to it'd be nice to answer them because i like it's, it's so hard not to have questions during this time it's so hard to not feel super up in the air or just 
you know, need clarification on things. And so yeah, questions of people. Yeah. would love to hear from you. Love to hear from you. Um, reach out to, uh, reach out to me. Uh, Cause we're just using my Twitter, it's Kenny, uh, Kenny Santos or at Kenny Santos, use the hashtag ask JK for ask Jacqueline and, and Kenny. And I'll actually leave all that in the show notes. But other than that, we look forward to the next time we get to chat. Yes, sir. I love it. Love your faces, even though I can't see them. You've been listening to Your Universe Reset. Unlocking your life during the lockdown. Music provided by Purple Planet Music.